Welcome, everybody, to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. We are your three stereotypical podcast co-hosts, Average Build, Fat Guy, and Short King. Thank you very much for joining us. (laughs) Oh, my God, I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) We are here to talk about some NCAA football, as we do. We love all of Division I football, including tonight's Louisville-Murray State game, where Louisville busted out the retro logos on the field and on their helmets and it looks amazing and also they're up 28 nothing and it's about to be halftime and holy shit it's amazing so so georgia tech better than murray state i do barely fair to say that Uh, but also have to have to say you know murray state's only holding them holding them to less than they scored against georgia tech so far so we'll see it's only halftime We'll see. It's, it's only half time. <laughs> anyway, we got week two of college football coming up for you. And you know how we do around here. We're going to preview a whole crap load of games. Yeah, today is a lot of games. And we're going to make picks for every game that we talk about here. Very exciting stuff. Very much so looking forward to it. How are you all doing, by the way? I'm doing good. I'm excited for more football. I, uh, dude, some of these games are wild this week. I'm ready for it. My uh, my son has his first flag football game this week, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, hey. I'm going to miss more college football than normal because of that, but I'm excited to uh, finally get to go start doing that now. So That's what DVRs are for. And you can watch <laughs> it together and study film together. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's what the five-year-old know. wants to do. Before you know it, them scholarships are coming. <laughs> just, just put some Mario on the on, over the game film, some Mario overlays, and he'll be all in on it. Oh gosh, the two-screen TikToks. You got, you got Subway Surfers and the overtop fits of game film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> All right. Well, look, man, we got got 25 games to go through. So these are the rules. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, first of all, thank you very much for doing that. We do appreciate you. But also highly recommend that you watch us live on Twitch or find us on YouTube so that you can see these rules because we're not going to read them every single week. But it's worth pulling them up and you can pause it if you'd like to look over them once again. Uh, let's look at how we stand currently with our pick'em. I'm in last place, and I hate you both. I'm uh, in first place, good. and I love you both. <clears throat> feels good. Gross. Because if I could just maintain, like, I don't have to beat Tug. Tug yeah, I don't have to beat Tug. But if I can just maintain close to him, I'll take it in both seasons, so it's fine. I know. I know <laughs> you will. I really had to come out strong if I wanted a chance to beat you this year, and I just it's not gonna happen. It's already it's already over for me. <laughs> I don't know. I could fuck this week up pretty good. I don't I'll know. You guys. made a lot of the yeah. same picks. <laughs> so. yeah. I tried to I'll, I'll just I'll just spoil it now as we get into our picks here. Like there were some games where I was like, I haven't picked with Tug in a in a minute. I haven't picked with Doug in a minute. So I did I did kind of have to play that game a little bit since I was the last one to get them in this week. And I did change one since you got them in, so we don't even know what's going to happen here. <laughs> oh, this is uh-oh. wild. All right, so we're starting off with the ranked games, ranked versus ranked matchups, teams ranked in the AP poll or the stats perform, FCS top 25. 
Starting us off, we have four ranked matchups here. Uh, oh, because I changed it. I never added the the animation back in. Because somebody bad. doesn't know how to work PowerPoint is what it what, a, what it appears I didn't, I didn't like. Even think of it. I know. That's I actually amazing. didn't even think of it. That's amazing. Um, Look, we'll get to also, that pick in a bit. I can explain that one a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's start off with Ole Miss at Tulane, number 20. At number 24, Wild. This is a sellout game for Tulane, and the beautiful giant logo on the field is going to be incredible. Beautiful and giant. It's really five is. Team. Uh, I'm definitely taking Ole Miss here, though. Gotta say, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I am too. Like, I understand picking Tulane. They're a great team. They're solid across the board. Ole Miss has just been steadily improving under Lane Kiffin, and that momentum I feel like is going to carry at least this week. This is not a name brand pick for me. This is a, I see what Ole Miss is doing. I actually like them in this matchup. Yeah, I, I wasn't picking Ole Miss, but also you know Tulane has more SEC championships than Ole Miss, so like that plays a part in it. And uh, Tulane at home, I mean, they had such a great season almost out of nowhere. You know, sneaky good season popped up for them last year. And I'm oh, yeah, looking for the – 2-10 and 10 the year before. Yeah. Wild. They were – I mean, they were a good 2-10 and 10 team, though, which is, you know, dumb and cliche to say, especially in hindsight. But uh, <laughs> this, this year they picked up right where they left off, and I don't expect them to slow down uh, just because they're playing Ole Miss. I think they're going to have a great game. Next up, Weber State at Northern Iowa. I, I'm ESPN plus. I'm interested to see who I pick because I honestly don't remember. Well, I'm looking at it. Okay, so. there we go. Whew, there yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> Weber State is the higher ranked team, but it's also at the beer can in Iowa. A very tough place to play for anyone, including a Weber State team who I really don't think is as good as they were last year. But no. Hey, we'll find out. And this is a fantastic non-conference game <coughs> early in the FCS season. Look, the this only thing we know test. the only thing we know for sure is the skunk is off. Yes. Yeah. Which I you, appreciate. You took you took the Bobcats. That's hats off to you. That one's impressive because as Doug mentioned, the beer can in the field in Iowa. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a place to play. Definitely. Actually, I would say I don't know if there are any stats for this or not, but I'm just going to go ahead and make the statement. One of the top three hardest places to play in all of the FCS. Like, that is can, a killer environment. I, I can believe that, especially with it being a dome and a tight dome at that, that the reverberation, the sound, it's going to be stupid, which only makes it harder for opposing offenses. Any college right now, any college football dome is going to be hard to play in. Even the Carrier Dome is hard to play in, and Syracuse sucks ass. I'm glad you talked over that joke. I do appreciate it very much. It's better (laughs) for humanity. Next up. Moving on. Top three matchup here. Montana State is headed to South Dakota State. We're all picking the Jackrabbits here, but I do think this could be very potentially a semifinal or national championship preview here. These are two very, very good teams. No, this game is not as clean cut as we make it out to be. I think the carry here, uh, the, the the determining factor is this is in Brooking, South Dakota. A uh, little bit of travel from Montana, not too uh, – yeah, Montana State, not too much. 
But again, when you get the Jackrabbits at home, it's a, it's a different ball game, even if it is outdoors, even if it is not in the middle of winter, which it is not. Uh, you actually get a decent weather day for this. So I'm I'm excited to see this one go down. Yeah, uh, I'm just not going to pick against the national champions until they lose. Pretty simple. Good thing we're not picking Georgia or I'd have to punch you across the internet. Next up, Texas at Alabama. This game was a great one last year. This year it is in Tuscaloosa. I'm going with Alabama. I know we already saw Tugs going with Alabama. <laughs> yeah, and I I think ultimately I'm just gonna read Tug's mind here a little bit. He went with Alabama because they're at home, if I'm if I'm having to make actually, a guess here. Actually, no. Uh I almost so what happened was I put for the longest time until about this afternoon. I don't know who's winning this game. I was it was a toss-up. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think Alabama has a really good team. I think Texas has a really good team. So I went back to last year's matchup. In last year's matchup, Texas had that game until Quinn Ewers went down and got hurt. But there's one or two key things that Texas lost. I think that made the determination for me in this one. Uh, their name is Bijan Robinson, and I forget the backup running back for uh, Roshan Johnson. I knew you were going to forget his name. Yeah. I couldn't um, wait for that. You know the only reason I know his name? Because the Bears just... drafted him while I was there. Yeah. So the – when I look at this matchup, there's a couple things that stick out to me. One, Alabama's safeties both took injuries, but they are expected to play this uh, this weekend. But two, even last week, Texas was extremely one-dimensional on offense. And when I say one-dimensional, I don't mean one-dimensional like Colorado, where Quinn Ewers was passing to every receiver on the team, but that's all they were doing. I mean, Quinn Ewers was passing to Xavier Worthy. Full stop. Uh, Alabama is good enough to cover Xavier Worthy. Now you add in the at-home factor, and that is going to tilt it. But the reason I went with this is actually the loss of the running backs for Texas and them not proving me they have that running game back just yet. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm also I would also, I would also <laughs> love to see Alabama not win. I would love to see Texas get that win back because they should have won last year. It was a shame that Quinn Ewers got hurt. And that really, as much as you want to give all the credit to the running backs, that you have to put a lot of a lot of that loss on the absence of, of Quinn Ewers. So, so again, it's it's not all on the running backs. It's Bijan is a playmaker, and losing that factor, that game plan factor, is a is a big deal. Here's my thoughts on the game. I hope Texas gets fucked up so that their fans shut the fuck up and leave. Us I agree all with alone that. I agree. For with at least that. another three weeks. And then they'll be it's starting almost, up again, but at least we can shut them up for that long. It's almost <laughs> like Texas and Cowboys fans are the same people. I know. And Yankees fans. The fuckers. Oh, let's get, fuck let's get out of here. <laughs> Next slide. We actually have three more ranked versus ranked matchups, but these are stats performed top 25 teams going up to AP top 25 stadiums. Uh, we're just going to all pick the – AP top 25 team here. Uh, the skunk skunks. is on. <laughs> if there's if a team that skunks us here, first of all, I'd be shocked. Second of all, more power to them. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I, Doug, you, you might hate this, but you have mentioned this a few times. The Ohio State one, the Youngstown State-Ohio State game would be the only one I'd be worried about. But at the end of the day, kind of, you know, I just shit on Tug a little bit, but going back to it, I know that Ohio State's running game is going to be enough to carry them over Youngstown State if 
the Penguins are able to stop them through the air like you're worried about. I I don't necessarily think that the Penguins will be able to stop them through the air, but also it's it's worth worth it to note that Ohio State had to get a waiver to play this game uh, because they were successful last year. What's it, more than six wins, Doug? You can't play an FCS team in the in the Big Ten? I think it's more than it's either seven or eight. Okay, either way, Ohio State beat that number, so they had to get a waiver because they were planning to play Jim Tressel, or not play, but planning to honor Jim Tressel, and, well, he retired from Youngstown State. So that's off. So Youngstown State's just, ah, it's a brutal I don't day. think it's off. They're still going to do it. He just retired a year too early, that's all. Yeah. So he won't actually have any, you know, rooting interest in this game, theoretically. That's what he'll I, say. <laughs> and I'm I'm not as concerned as everyone else seems to be about Ohio State's quarterbacks. That just seems to be a thing they do every year where they just don't play well in week one. Um, and then somehow down the line, figure it out. That's the power of a good quarterbacks coach developing through the season. And good wide receivers coaches, too. <laughs> I love Brian Hartline so much. All right. Rivalry <laughs> games. We even, hold on. Did we even say what the other two games were? Or we no, just we said there were. <laughs> okay, it's Delaware at Penn State, which we all pick Penn State, and then UC Davis yeah. at Oregon State, which we're all picking Oregon State as well. Yeah, uh, for obvious, hopefully obvious reasons. Hopefully obvious If it weren't obvious, read a book. All right, so <laughs> before we jump into this week's rivalry games, I do want to apologize for last week's debacle, awful, terrible mistake by the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. We missed a rivalry game last week. The Prairie View A&M Panthers won in overtime by a field goal against Texas Southern, and we didn't even talk about it at all. That is completely on me. I have let you all down. I have made strides to make sure it won't happen again. It won't happen again. He was updating rivalry games literally until about four hours ago. I was like, shit, I forgot this one too. He's been making his list and checking it twice. He is our Santa Claus. Going to find out who's winning these rivalry games. BDT is watching football. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, Doug, you did it this time. (laughs) I didn't learn how to use animations this week. I didn't think we were doing animations this week. We're not doing doing individual animations. I I didn't set the rest of them. Anyway. Oh, my God. You fucked it up completely. What did you do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> All right. First up, Nebraska at Colorado. Noon ESPN. We're all picking Colorado here. I got to say, it would be hilarious if Nebraska won this game for reasons. Also, I can't stand that I'm picking Colorado. I personally don't like them. Look, I just don't see how Nebraska stops Colorado's offense is what this comes down to. Um it's it's even if it's one dimensional, it's dynamic, and you don't know who they're passing to every down. Now, I still personally believe that twenty two is too high of a rank for Colorado at the moment, personally. But we'll see how it goes throughout the season. But I don't see I don't see Nebraska pulling this one out. Nebraska's cheeks. Yeah, I would agree that Colorado is ranked too high. I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of hype and a lot of love for Dion. And his team out there, and that's all that really drove them up because, let's face it, TCU is a very, very, very different team 
I, I'm all for, even if there's big turnover for the national champion, leaving them at number one until they lose. Uh, but I don't think that rule should apply to the runner-up, especially when they lost in their conference championship and then just magically beat Michigan uh, in the semifinal too. No. And moving on. Holy Cross at Boston College. Uh, I completely understand. This is a long shot. However, hear me out. Holy Cross is good. Boston College is not good. Boston College looked like shit last week. (laughs) Here's a a big concern for me with Boston College this week. They did lose to Northern Iowa. Not Northern Iowa. Northern Illinois. Yeah, there you go. FBS school last weekend. Uh, If they go down early which I do believe Holy Cross is capable of scoring a touchdown on their first drive. If they go down early, it's very possible that Boston College cannot emotionally recover from that damage and just shits the bed the rest of the game. But that's yeah. kind of what I'm banking on here, and I would also very much love to see it because it would be hilarious. But I mean, Boston College would be looking for a new coach if they lose this game. Understandable. Probably. <laughs> They might be looking for a new head coach after this season anyway. So I mean, valid. I just, if this were for some reason on the road, I would probably be more inclined to take Holy Cross. But up on Chestnut Hill, this is going to be the Eagles all day. Chestnuts roasting on a Holy Cross fire. Nope. I don't think, you know, you can't say that. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Moving on. Texas State at UTSA, the I-35 rivalry. Uh, I understand both of you taking UTSA, I must admit. However, number one, Texas State looked phenomenal last week in their first ever win over a Power 5 opponent. Second of all, they won as a double-digit underdog, which they are again. So they have a track record now of doing good things. And third, UTSA played like dog water last week. Like Frank Harris did not look good. So I don't I'm think just we saying have there's another, a chance. There's no way we have another three turnover game from Frank Harris, not back-to-back weeks. I I expect the turnaround here, and actually that's why I'm picking UTSA. Is not only I expect the turnaround, but I expect the fire uh and the the uh revenge taken out on on Texas State because let's be honest, UTSA should have won won against Houston. At home in the Alamo Dome, yeah, UTSA. UTSA is the better team. They took a better team further. You know, they didn't win. Uh, They should have won. They're a much better team than Texas State, in my opinion. Texas State will probably pull this out just because I picked UTSA. That's why we play the games. (laughs) We'll see you on the field. Next up, Iowa at Iowa State. It's the Cyhawk battle, which apparently everyone in the state of Iowa hates that name for it. Which makes me want to makes say me it more. love it even more. Yep, thank you. <laughs> also worth noting, uh, almost every notable Republican presidential candidate will be in attendance for this game: <laughs> Alex Trump, just... Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Asa. What the fuck's his name? He's not going to win. Doesn't matter. Uh, don't ask me. I don't know. Uh, I'm going with Iowa in this one for the simple reason that I do not trust Iowa State right now. Uh, 
I don't yeah, think Iowa's going to hit their 25-point goal. Doesn't matter. They're going to hold Iowa State to three. Yeah, I, I don't – as much as I don't trust Iowa State's offense, I also trust Iowa's defense. Uh, and that's really where this is coming from because I, I actually went back and forth on this one for a while. Uh, and there was a little bit I want to match Doug, but there was also the the fact that I do actually trust Iowa's defense. I do actually believe that in a rivalry game, their offense might be able to pull out at least close to that 25-point threshold again. Uh, and we'll we'll see we'll see what kind of magic happens. Look, right, I, so I hope he scores twenty four again. <laughs> look, I I don't trust either either of these teams. I'll just be honest. I think this is going to be in a good ugly game. It's going to be a close game. I'm just going to take the Cyclones in this one. Go with the uh, what should be the underdog, I believe. Yeah. Also, the home team, understandable. Uh, I got to say, as a purported self purported lover of defense you just hate every defensive battle it's really wild to me. i really don't know no i like defensive <laughs> battles i hate offenses beating themselves and there is a big difference welcome to college football there's not much of a difference anymore <laughs> next up in the rivalry games this weekend starting us off with marshall at east carolina Marshall put out a sweet graphic on Twitter for this one, which we do not have in the slides, but it is amazing. It's a couple of bison, like, looking as if they're clouds rumbling towards a pirate ship on the water. It's really cool. The Thundering Herd's coming to get that ass. Also, I'm taking Marshall for, I don't know, 90% of the reason would be Rasheen Ali. I was just going to say they're running back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wild take from, you know, the guy who always loves running backs and linebackers is what it is. I mean, that's really what it comes from for me. But also, I ECU look lost last week. Granted, it was against Michigan to take everything with a grain of salt a little bit. But they don't have an identity on offense. And that scares me going into week two. Yeah, Marshall almost lost to Albany at home and they have to go to Greensville. Thank you. That, that's that's my pick. Oh, I understand. This is a very close matchup, and it is a rivalry game. It's I'm just taking the the better running team. That's that's yeah. all I'm doing. That's here. fair. That's fair. Next up, Norfolk State at Hampton, the Battle of the Bay. Here, I have nothing to add to this. I picked a logo and went with it. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going with Hampton because they're legitimately a like much better team on paper, at least. Of course, that's why we play the games. But I will say Norfolk State did lose to a non-Division One school last weekend. Uh, that's kind of bad. And I do think Hampton has a legitimate shot to at least be in competition for their conference title, even though I don't think they stand actually that good of a chance against NC Central. It's just, uh, yeah, they're one of the teams that could be up there in theory for me. Yeah. <coughs> Great time to go on a coffee. Oh, right. Good job. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, obviously Norfolk State did not have a good start to the season. I get it. I fully agree, and I think it's disgusting that they lost to a uh, non-Division one opponent. But I also think that's going to add some uh, some gumption, some excitement to want to get this get things done this week. 
and Howard and Norfolk or Howard and Hampton are in the same conference, correct? Yeah. I'm trying to get it all straight in my head. Uh, and this is a non-conference game. And uh, correct, right? Like I'm not. I'm, I've got. I'm on the right train of thought here. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty yep. sure. Yeah. Uh, so this would, at this point, maybe maybe it wasn't going into it, but at this point, the stream the screams trap game, even as a rivalry. Uh, there's no way that Hampton's like, oh yeah, they're gonna give us a good game. They're gonna we're gonna have to compete and battle for it. So I think Norfolk State might be able to come in and surprise them. The only issue I have with that, like I understand where you're going. The only issue I have with that is Hampton is a good team. They're not that good of a team to have that mindset, but you very well could be right that they do. Yeah, but Norfolk State bad teams have that mindset. Bad enough, time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll and it's a rivalry game. Anything could happen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rivalry games, we got a lot more to go. Cincinnati at Pitt, the River City rivalry. And I know this game hasn't been played very much, and people question its legitimacy as a rivalry to begin with. I just want to point out that it wasn't that long ago the Cincinnati Bearcats mascot got arrested because of his antics during this game. Uh, he went too hard. And uh, if that doesn't make for a good rivalry, I don't know what does. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, gonna this game will be on the CW, which is hilarious. I'm going to pause <laughs> you there and say Louisville just returned the uh, second half kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, there is a flag, though, so we'll see. Oh, good, good. Sports scores bot lied to me. Uh, no, look, I'm taking t- yeah, it was holding on Louisville. It's, it's first down. I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati here. Uh, they impressed me a lot last week. I understand they played down. Uh, against an FCS opponent, uh, Eastern Kentucky. They still impress me. I'm still going to take Cincinnati here. Yeah, and I mean, we thought Eastern Kentucky, especially with the quarterback play, was going to be one of the better teams in the country at that division, and Cincinnati absolutely shut them down. So that, and I just, Pitt continually disappoints me year in and year out, even when, you know, you think they're going to have a good team, even with Kenny Pickett. It was just kind of, there's always some disappointment there, and I feel like this is one of those games that's going to be the case. All we know is the ACC is wide open. Thanks, Duke. Completely understand where you're coming from. I just want to point out that Pitt's new quarterback this year is Phil Jerkovich, who I really like a lot, and he was phenomenal at Boston College when he was healthy, and right now he's healthy. I know he's going to be hurt in like two weeks and miss the rest of the season, but he's healthy right now. So I'm going with Pitt. <laughs> is it actually pronounced Jerkovich or is it Yurkovich? It's it's actually kind of both ways. He says it both ways, depending on the situation. It's really weird. I don't understand it. It's fine. All right, fair enough. Like, yeah, legitimately, it's whatever you want it to be, apparently. <laughs> Reality is whatever you make it. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> One, two, three. Memphis, Memphis at Arkansas State. Uh, yeah, we're all Memphis. taking Memphis. So I will point out here, though, that last year Arkansas State went three and nine. They scored more than forty points in four games, uh, and they only lost one of them. They were three and one in games where they scored more than thirty points. The one that they lost was against Memphis because the Tigers were unable to close out a game. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. They opened up against Bethune Cookman, uh, and They had all their backups in at the end of the game, as they should. I hope that Ryan Silverfield has learned to just step on somebody's throat, and I hope he makes Bush Jones cry again. Will it happen? I don't know. 
I'm interested to see how this one goes. And kind of like, uh, kind of like this year, they suffered. Uh, Arkansas State suffered a devastating loss to a Power Five team. Although this one was a little bit closer, uh, Ohio State only beat them 45 to 12 versus what 60 to nothing. Oof. Like I. Arkansas State impressed me in the wrong kind of way last week. I understand it was Oklahoma. I understand you're going to let up a lot of points. You could at least try to move the ball a little bit. Well, and I I would say, too, because, again, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but uh, they were a doormat. Uh, They did nothing to try and stop Oklahoma. Oklahoma 100% had their way with them all the way up and down the field all night. Yep. So, I look. I, do I really think that Arkansas State's going to win? No. Am I really that super concerned? No, but it does creep into the mind when you see what happened last year. It, yeah, okay. Agreed, 100%. I'm picking Memphis. But while you were talking, uh, I just watched Louisville convert a second and 22 uh, with a throw that was caught at the line of scrimmage. Wild. Also, it was, it was called back for a holding, which is – 10 yards from the spot of the foul. So then it went from second and 22 with a holding penalty, third and 15. What? Good. <laughs> Good. And then they didn't convert. <laughs> this game is God. hilarious. I love college football so much. <laughs> they tried to do the same exact thing too. They threw it to the running back at the line of scrimmage and he just couldn't get it this time. Oh man. All right. Four more rivalry games to go here. Uh, starting us off, the Bayou Bucket Classic, Houston at Rice. Yeah, we're all going Houston here. Understandable. Yep. There's there's nothing else to say here. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jackson State at Southern, a rematch of last year's SWAC championship game. This one will not count as a conference game for some weird reason. I don't understand it. It's counting as a non-conference game. Good for them. But it's also a rivalry, so we're picking it here. Uh, I logically should have gone with Jackson State, right? They seem like the much better team right now. But also, it's a rivalry game, and I felt like going with Southern, so I did. My my thing here is Southern looked bad Also, I'm tired of... Picking Jackson State. We've done it three weeks in a row now, and it's only been this is only week two, and we've picked them three weeks in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I honestly thought about Southern too, Uh, the home field advantage, the the rivalry game, but they they've got some problems on offense that I don't know that they're going to be able to overcome. So, really true. Why I went with Jackson State. Next up, North Carolina A and T. At number 18, NC Central. Not yeah, a we're all going game, NC Central. Not a conference game anymore. North Carolina A&T is now in the CAA, and North Carolina Central is the much better team. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> it is It is absolutely a shame that the HBCUs still cling to the Celebration Bowl because I would love to see NC Central in the playoff. Yeah, I think they could yes. do some real damage. It's yep. a legitimately very talented squad. Also, these schools are like within an hour of each other. This is a deep-seated rivalry. Like this is legit. They fight for the same exact players all the time. So I was gonna say this is almost <laughs> as deep as the Tobacco Road rivalry. 
Yeah, I would say deeper because these people actually care about the rivalry and not you know, <laughs> basketball. people who care oh. for Tobacco Road like don't watch football most time. So fuck them. <laughs> Next Fair up, enough. Stanford at number six, U of SC. The Southern California Trojans are the heavily favored squad in this game. For what we all seem to agree is a pretty good reason. reason. Yeah. Look, um, Stanford's going to put up points against USC. They're going to. It's a foregone conclusion. Everybody except Nevada puts points up against USC. I just don't see Stanford stopping USC's offense. I just want to say it so that you guys can't say it and hurt me in the process. This is a very classic ACC at Big Ten battle. Looking forward oh to my it. God. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a great pack two matchup. <laughs> that's why I saw it 1030 Eastern time on Fox. Oh my God. God that's it. disgusting. Pack 12 after dark. Live oh strong, God. baby. God bless. <laughs> America. They could, they could just get up early and be the first game to kick off the fucking week, but no. No. no they got to no. they gotta do pack, pack two after dark. Tupac after dark. They should have learned from that. What happened to Tour. Tupac after dark? Everybody knows what happened to Tupac <laughs> after dark. Why are they doing this? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think after that's dark, still he, he moved to the Caribbean. That's what happened. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> He's definitely not dead. Yep. All right. Time for our picks of the week. Uh, <laughs> yep. If you're listening on audio, you're missing out. This is a great time. <laughs> Starting off, hand it over to Bug. What do you got? Uh, so I know how much Tug loves senior military academies. And looking through the Citadel schedule, I thought they probably don't have another good chance to win a game. So I picked Campbell versus the Citadel. And with Citadel hosting, I said, you know what? We're going to take Citadel. Look, I trust Citadel none. Absolutely not. I have no reason to trust Campbell either. But for somehow I trust them more. I'm taking Campbell. Campbell is the much more talented team, and also Citadel looked like absolute ass last week. They game. did. They absolutely uh, did. I, on paper, hand this one to the Campbell Camels. I don't know how that's going to turn out in real life. We will see. It's also the first year in the CAA for Campbell, and the yeah. first year of this new logo, which looks pretty cool. I love it. <clears throat> they should have gone with the with the camel man, but that's probably still trademarked. Anyway, moving on to my next game. It's also UCF the Marlboro is, man, but all right. No, they've got they've got a camel has a camel. Well, yeah, the camel camel, but you said the yeah. camel man. That's... Yeah, well, I don't I don't remember what his name is. Uh, UCF at Boise State preseason. Preseason, this one was looking awesome, and then Boise State looked like. Shit last week. They look like a bunch of shitters. Uh, and then, you know, UCF dominated and made some classless tweets about Kent State. I'm mm -hmm. going with Boise State because regardless of the fact that UCF is practicing on a blue turf in the local area at a local high school, uh, they're not going to be used to a blue turf with people there supporting the uh, the Broncos. I'm looking for Boise State to have a big bounce back game in this one and make a statement as well against the Golden Knights. Is Boise State still forbidden from wearing blue on their home field? Nope. No, they haven't been oh, for a couple God. of years. 
That's disgusting. Since like 2015. Uh, it's been a long time. Look, yeah. I actually don't think Boise State looked that bad last week, but I do think UCF looked a little bit better, even if it was against Kent State. I'm going to take UCF. Uh, yeah, last week, Boise State wasn't bad. Washington was just good. I agree with you, Tug. That's a bad sign for me. It never goes well for me, but here we go. Two for two hey, on the hey, slide. Hey, I've got a running back to trade you if you're interested. I think he's going to go uh, against the grain here for Illinois at Kansas. This one, obvious, honestly, was just homerism. I was, I'm very interested in how this game is going to turn out. When I made this pick, Jalen Daniels still hadn't been cleared to play. Uh, with even with that changing, I'm still leaning Illinois. Uh, but this does change the game a lot, and I would be even less surprised if Kansas pulls this one out. I did not know Jalen Daniels had been cleared. I, yeah, that. It, it literally happened about two hours ago when I got the notification. Mm-hmm. Are, are you guys going to yell at me if I, if you guys, are you guys going to yell at me if I change my pick? Because here, here's the deal. Yeah. I Illinois defense did not impress me at all last week. They looked bad. Now you add in somebody on Kansas who made them look like studs last year and is a legit quarterback prospect. I'm, I'm going to lean that way. I'm going to, I'm going to swap this out to Kansas here. Yeah, I'm going to yell at you. You're going to get yelled at very hard after the show. Okay. Not on air, though, because it's going to hurt our listeners' ears. I care more about them than I do about your feelings. Cool. (laughs) Slides are lying to you. (laughs) Also, I do want to say I made the Kansas pick before Daniels was cleared to play in expectation that he would be, simply because I knew it was nothing but back tightness last week, taking some precautions because he was injured last year. I totally understand where they're coming from with that. But – I figured he would play this week, and I was right, and I love it. I really want Kansas to win because good Kansas football is good for the sport for everybody. Yeah, I I'm gonna stick with Illinois because I'm not a wimp, and I also knew I also knew that Jalen Daniel Jalen Daniels had a chance of being cleared and playing in this game as well, Uh, but. Even with that, I was like, you know what? I think Illinois has got something to prove. This is going to be a good test for both teams. I wish Illinois would have been playing them last year. I feel like it would have been a, a little bit of a closer matchup, at least on paper. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what they're able to able to do this year. Yeah. All right. Time for my games this week. I picked two FCS versus FCS matchups because I love them so dang much. This is the... First matchup this season between two teams who both made the playoffs last year in the FCS. Elon at Gardner-Webb on ESPN+. Plus. Very much looking forward to this one. I'm going with the home team here. I don't know what y'all are doing. I'm taking Elon. I'm taking the Muskrats. I know they're the Phoenixes, but... You took my joke. I really... You knew... You knew taking Elon, like taking an Elon game was a bad call because we were just going to make jokes like this the whole time. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't changed their logo to an X yet. I feel like uh, I feel like that's new. Or a Cybertruck. Can you imagine a Cybertruck driving a, like through an X for no reason except that it's Elon? So, And they're the Muskrat. They, they are the Phoenix right now, so it would make a lot of sense for them to at least arm their mascot on the sidelines with one of those not a flamethrowers. <laughs> that could work pretty good. Uh, I am going with Gardner Webb here. I do think they are the 
better team overall right now, and it's at home. I didn't trust Elon last year either, but I I do expect this to be a very close game. Doug, the only caveat I have to say for that is last week you told us flat out that TCU is the better, more talented team. Uh, You disagreed with Bug and I, and we saw how that one went. So I'm feeling pretty strong about this pick right now. Good luck. (laughs) The yelling is just getting worse and worse for you. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, Missouri State at UT Martin. Another very strong non-conference game to start us off in the FCS slate. This was honestly hard to pick only two. I I think there are some awesome games on the FCS level this week. But Mo State at Ute Martin. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm going with the Skyhawks here. And I I don't even know that I trust it myself. Like, Missouri State could be really good this week and then really bad next week again. It's just that's kind of what Missouri State likes to do yeah. now. That's unfortunately the problem <laughs> with Missouri State. Uh, is they lack consistency. And I don't know what it is. It's not that they don't have the talent, surely. Uh, it's just that for whatever reason, they like to come out like game busters some weeks and like, you know, Cubs the next week. So it's, uh, I'm going to be, I'm interested to see how this one goes out, goes. Sorry. Like, like gangbusters one week and then like nut busters the next week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> They're busting one way or another. That's right. Oh, God. Uh, busting makes me feel good. Yeah, I just I also don't trust UT Martin. Uh and I, I'm gonna give a little bit of an edge to Missouri Valley every time when it comes down to something this close for me. Sure, fair. I, I'm not gonna lie, this was a logo pick for me. I I like UT Martin's logo better. <laughs> Disturbing. All right, for my FBS game to watch this weekend, I'm taking Wisconsin at Washington State. Wisconsin is ranked number 19. Washington State is not ranked. However, I'm thinking of this two different ways. First of all, you have a Wisconsin team who was playing it very close with Buffalo for three quarters there last week. This team is obviously not gelled quite yet. A lot of transfers, and we'll see what Luke Fickle can do to this team In a couple of years, I would expect them to be phenomenal and competing for Big Ten titles. The fact that people expected them to do that in his first season is a little bit shocking to me simply because of the sheer size of the rebuild ahead of him and the change in schemes that he was going to bring to both the offense and the defense. So for it to be close with Buffalo last week really didn't surprise me as much as everyone else seemed to be surprised by it. And second of all, Washington State beat them in Madison last year. And now this year, it's in Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. I I have not trust trusted Wisconsin for about three years. And that's not going to change with a brand new head coach. Well, I it's not one of those things that with you know Luke Fickle is a great hire. He's a big hire. For Wisconsin, he's not the same. It's not the same big hire, big name that Colorado went and got. He's not having to completely change the culture. I I do think Colorado is going to simmer back down. But kind of like what you said, this is going to be more traditional of seeing a new coach come in. 
with a new scheme. And let's keep in mind too, he didn't cut fifty, you know, over half of his roster like uh, Prime did out in Colorado. He's trying to do this with the guys that are already there, which makes it that much more difficult. Look, I see what you guys are saying, but I also really did like what I saw out of Wisconsin's running game last week. Yeah, it took them a little bit to get going, but once they did, it it was over. Um, yeah, it was close. It's week one, close game to start, three quarters cool. The team caught a rhythm and got going, and they didn't look back. I don't quite know what Washington State's bringing to the table yet this year still. The Pac-12 has to lose at some point. Uh, to another conference, and I have that right here against Wisconsin. Nah, I would argue – Not a conference. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I would argue that you start that slow against a Power 5 opponent, you're going to be in a lot more trouble than but, if you start that slow against Buffalo. I, I agree, but we're talking week two now. I'm not expecting them to come out slow the same way again. That's right? Week, we one, week, one is a di- week one is still a different beast. That is indeed also, why we play the games. I also do want to shout out that I've been an original card-carrying member of the KM Ward fan club since his freshman season at Incarnate Word. Show us the card. No, you don't get to see it because you already fucked it. You've, you've fucked it up already this episode. You don't get to see it. I'll show Buck later. <laughs> hot. That's hot. <laughs> All right, Tug, your games this weekend. What do you got? All right, I'm taking one that I, I really just like the matchup here. Now, both teams kind of didn't look as good as I expected them to last week, but I still like the matchup here in the FCS. It's St. Thomas traveling down to South Dakota to take on the Coyotes here. Look, St. Thomas was real close against a Division II opponent. This is the first time they've looked like a normal college team in transition for the first time ever. Uh, And South Dakota didn't look great, but they still looked like they had it more together. Uh, They're used to this. They're at home. I'm taking South Dakota here. Yeah, I'm going to pick the school that offers athletic scholarships. South Dakota, it is. St. Thomas still doesn't offer scholarships? Are they not at that point? Nobody in the Pioneer League has athletic scholarships. I now hate the Pioneer League. All right. All right. Let's... (laughs) That's that, that makes two uh, Division One uh, FCS conferences that do that. Why? Yes. Why? Because they want to be like the Ivy League. Look, St. <coughs> Thomas has done no, a lot the of real really. Is, the real answer is most of them can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be honest with each other. Be Division Three at that point. Like it's the same. They thing. were. St. Thomas yeah. tried. They got St. Jumped. Thomas was. They got good. Out. <laughs> Why jump to have the same restriction, though? <laughs> because also, that was the only league no. they could realistically get into. Not, also, no scholarships. The D2 everybody, wasn't taking it. Everybody on that team is on scholarship. It's just an academic scholarship. You don't know that. And second of all, they do not offer athletic scholarships. That That's is a fine. legitimate fact. They're academic. I Cannot guarantee that. As a matter of fact, some of these schools in the Pioneer League think of themselves as very good universities, including St. Thomas here, and would not damage their own reputation by offering 2.0 GPAs some academic scholarship. Let's be real. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, man. Back like, to the back to the point at hand. Uh, I just don't <laughs> trust South Dakota and St. Thomas. While they looked human last week, has been on an unreal tear since their time in D3 and then subsequent call up to the FCS, a league they were forced to join into, a division they were forced to join into. The school is too small to be an FCS school, and that's part of why they can't. Kind of going back to it, that's why they can't offer athletic scholarships. They don't have the money. This the school itself is not too small for that. The school is a decently sized university. The athletic facilities are not up to par with a Division One athletic facility university. And they are in the process of upgrading quickly. Yeah, they definitely are, but it's going to take some time here. Yes, and I don't think that they can really compete with a Missouri Valley school at the moment is where I'm and that's that's what I was going to get to while I would go with South Dakota typically uh as a Missouri Valley team here especially at home I've seen kinks in the armor of uh South Dakota the past two years I do think St. Thomas is going to be able to exploit that you don't have the run that they have without some good coaching and being able to pick things out like that so I'm gonna give them just the slightest chance to win, and that's enough for me to pick them over South Dakota. I like the pick. I like also, it. It's different, to be honest. Avoids the skunking. Appreciate it. Yep. I don't want to get skunked by South Dakota, honestly. That that played a, a small part in it, too. I'm, I'm fine with getting this one wrong. Fair enough. That scares the shit out of me. Uh, but I really do think this is going to be a good game. I also... What, what's the game? Uh, Texas A&M at Miami. <laughs> uh, look, I somehow trust Jimbo Fisher less than I, I trust uh, Iowa's offense. Um, dude, he's disappointed ever since. He, he's he's disappointed ever since he's gotten to Texas A&M. I don't really see this turning around. Miami actually looked solid last week. Granted, it was against Miami um, of Ohio. Uh, but... Look, Tyler Van Dyke's only going to warm up into the season coming to his own. That Miami defense is solid under Mario Cristobal. I, I'm expecting Miami to pull this one out and and crack that top 25 this week. The grand slam hire of the offseason in college football was bringing in Bobby Petrino to be your offensive coordinator. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh man, Texas a and so much fun to hate. They have already proven <laughs> that money cannot buy a successful team. Uh, or a, a couple times over. A couple yeah. times over. Uh, why would this year be any different? They're 23 because they're, they're Texas A&M the and they're in the SEC. And they're on the road. They're, yeah, they're on the road against a Power 5 opponent. I'm picking the opponent every time. Every time. <laughs> yep. Unless it's Alabama because for some reason... The, uh, no, they, they beat Alabama in College Station. They don't beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's valid. <laughs> Especially helps, actually, that Miami's unranked. That almost guarantees this even more yes, than if Miami were ranked. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is we're primed up for another field flooding. So we're we're good. We're ready to rock. I love college that football. Won't, there won't be a fine for because it's not the SEC. Go fuck Correct. yourselves. Exactly. All right, my final my final game of the week is another Pacific Coast. Doug, this is a shout out to you. Uh, I'm giving you another pack you two took, team. You took two, 
SEC ACC matchups. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the uh, the skunk is off on this game, though. Uh, I'm taking yeah. Auburn at Cal, 10:30 Eastern on ESPN. Uh, pack after dark. It's it's going to be interesting here. Look, I'm going to let you guys take this. Why are you leaning Cal here? Because the SEC is one in ten going to the West Coast, and then their last eleven tries. And yeah, Auburn's this not is fucking a night good. game across the country. Auburn is not good yet. I do appreciate the direction that they are headed with you, Freeze. Legitimately, that is not a bullshit statement, even though it sounds like it. Because why would anyone trust you, Freeze, and his direction at anywhere? But they are recruiting very well. Certainly, certainly not his morals. Right. Uh, unfortunately, recruiting very well does not help him in his first season at a place. And the, I got to be honest with you, the Cal Bears impressed the shit out of me last week against North Texas. I expected that game to be pretty dang close at North Texas. And Cal fucked him up. So Look, I'm, I, I'm taking Cal. I think both of these teams look better. Um, than what I expected them to in week one. I do like Hugh Freeze as a head coach more. I saw what he did at Liberty. He's bringing that to Auburn now. He's back in the SEC. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust Auburn in the SEC, but I like, like you said, I like the direction they're going. I like them against non-conference opponents. I watched them absolutely handle their business against UMass. Granted, UMass, but they handled that business all game. Uh, I do like Auburn here on the road. We'll see how it goes. I understand picking Cal, but I, I am sticking with Auburn on this one. I'm not going to change my pick again. Good. We Maybe weren't going to let you. You ass. And you're impressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. I'm ass. Mine was funnier. All right. Next up, we like to do this every week as well. I pick two. Players who very probably won't get drafted, but it's fun to talk about them anyway. Or at least like day three type kind of guys who could find themselves getting a name called. In Detroit this year, the NFL draft, uh, that's brutal. Gotta say, starting your <laughs> career in Detroit. <laughs> Can only go up from there unless you get drafted by the Lions. In which case, you're uh, already you there. stay down for quite some time. So that sucks. <laughs> All the way to retirement. Ask Megatron and Barry Sanders. Gotta say this yeah, is the second year in a row that the draft is within driving distance for me, and I'm much less likely to go to this one than I was last year. So that is I hate to say it, it is true. Detroit sucks. All right. So one <laughs> offensive, one defensive player this week who might find themselves in draftable territory. Starting off on the offensive side of the ball, it is not a running back yet again. I'm really I feel trying, like you're doing guys. this on purpose now. I'm running out of other options it's about to be a running back nonstop the rest of the season but you know in the meantime i want to talk about trey harris for Ole miss a guy who i legitimately did not know his name until last week that is impressive for someone who is as closely in tune with college football as i try to be uh, and the fact that he was an all-conference player last year for Louisiana Tech. And I straight up didn't recognize him at all. Is and he, then he comes out last week 
and sets a school record for receiving touchdowns in a game. That is pretty wild. I did not expect that at all. If anyone were going to do that, I would have thought Sakari Franklin, the UTSA transfer, but no, it's the Louisiana Tech transfer, Trey Harris, who is also a big guy, 6'2", 200, love that size. And if he has breakaway speed for four touchdowns last week, I want to see him do it again. Let's keep go. Let's keep this going. He's, he almost put up half his touchdowns in one week. I think we found the favorite target for Ole Miss's quarterback. If he stays on this base, he will have 48 touchdowns in the regular season. And also, they will be in the SEC championship game if that's that happens. Disgusting. I'm just saying now. That's- that is disgusting. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> And Bug would hate it, which makes it even more hilarious. I would absolutely hate it. Are you running On out the of not linebackers? Of uh, I have a few more defensive backs up my All sleeve. Right, cool. um, starting this one with safety from Kansas, Kenny Logan Jr., who I was convinced for a little while there this week that I had already talked about him last year in this series. I uh, remember the name. Was he was a junior last year, so I doubt I would have picked him. And Bug said I didn't, so I went with it. This is <laughs> this is senior Kenny Logan Jr. Uh, that is that's confusing if you just listen to that senior Kenny Logan Jr. Uh, six foot two. Well, I'm not. Yeti. I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly, uh, I read it as Kenny Loggins, and I was like, isn't that? Some singer songwriter? Like, what are? Why are we talking about Kenny Loggins at first? That would be amazing. I need <laughs> Kansas to run out to highway to the danger zone now. <laughs> Led by their safety, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> all right. Talk, talking about his performance the past couple of years, he has been one of the leading tacklers in basically the entire Big 12 because the Big 12 doesn't tackle as Tug likes to say. I was just going to say, and Big 12 doesn't tackle. I know you were. That's why I beat you to it, so you can't hurt me. Uh, Kenny Logan <laughs> is one of the really good ones at it. He also gets in the way of the football as often as possible, even from that safety position. Last year with four passes defended and two interceptions, also forced a fumble last year. Very good stuff. Would like to see him be put in some more pass rushing situations. I do believe he is capable of that, but not really given too many opportunities for that they need him as a free range find the ball kind of a guy way deep in the backfield because he's really good at that and they don't have anybody else who's really good at that so that's what Kenny Logan does most of the time here's the thing uh he's probably the size to play a strong safety so we'll see what the NFL actually wants to do with him should he get drafted might be a little bit of a position change might end up finding himself in the box a little bit, even at the next level, which Kansas doesn't do a ton with him. Could do with him, though. It would be fun, and especially against a team like Illinois, who prefers running the ball. That's just who Brett Bielema is as a human. Uh, well, yeah. Put Kenny Logan in the box. Let's do it. I'm all in. Put Kenny Loggins in the box, in the jukebox. That's. <laughs> Just hit play. The jukebox hero. Jukebox hero. Oh, man. But that's all that we had for this episode. That was a lot of games, almost 30 games that we picked this week. So if we don't get 
at least 12. I if, I don't, if, I don't, if I don't get at least, you know, 16 of these right this week, I'm going to be pretty angry for the third week in a row. Oof. Not going to lie. be funny. be such a, a weird way to start out the season. I, I'm not super confident this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Look, I, Doug I has a superpower and advantage against us. He's picking games against teams that he knows I know very little about. So it's uh, Elon. Yeah, but you picked with me for almost all those games. <laughs> so. I picked, but hold on. If you remember when we were going through this, I made all my picks before you did, except Alabama. Because you were that still setting true. up the slide. That is true. Uh, fuck you. That's, yeah, that's well, where we're at. So you, it's also... wait, so, so you picked with me, which we both know is a very dangerous proposition for you. I didn't look at your picks until I was done making my picks. That's the honest truth. All right. All right. Go suck yourself. <laughs> Figure it out, no. Tugas. No. <laughs> hey, uh, you got some links for us? Hold on, before I do this, because you guys kind of shocked me on Thursday or Monday this week, do you have a joke for us? <laughs> Maybe. My joke is, well, I'm just going to read the links now. Yay! I sit here waiting for a dad <laughs> joke, and all of a sudden, these two are gone. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is, it's 42 to nothing. Right now, Louisville's up by a lot. Murray State Murray is State, the joke. Murray State is unfortunately the butt of the joke this wonderful Thursday night of college football. All right. I don't know how this is going to go, so if I get shocked again to the audience, I'm sorry. But we have our links, patreon.com slash btfootball, x.com slash btfootball, facebook.com slash btfootball, instagram.com slash bt underscore football. BDTfootball.com, mailbox at BDTfootball.com, YouTube slash at Big Dudes in the Trenches. Our Discord will be linked in the description below along with everything else. My co-hosts are back and I'm not alone anymore. Hey, <laughs> I have a green hey. ball in one hand. I have a green ball in the other hand. What you do I have? You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> you have an STD, my friend. I have Kermit the Frog <laughs> begging for mercy. Oh, no. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's hey, clearly all hey, the time grab, we have on the show. Grab, twist, and pull, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, God. That's all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win a game.